0: Patriots. And it's Wednesday, March 22nd at the end of the day. Obviously, the East Coast is now in Thursday. There's a lot going on in our world that is keeping people off balance. And it's going to increase to a large degree. And there's not a lot we can do about it other than to tuck ourselves closely into our Father and and endure the storm, but remain vigilant in our fight to spread the truth. One thing that we do have to, just on a personal level, is make sure that you're keeping your immune system strong in this time because there's a lot of threats. And those threats of whether they're chemicals in the air, rail dump dumping like they're doing, Today, there was a release of some some bioweapons lab that they're now kind of trying to scuff under the rug. Keeping your immune system strong and doing it with things that are natural and whole foods is going to be increasingly important. i mentioned this. We introduced this product last week. I'm very, very happy to have this group as a sponsor of the show. And this is coming from Brickhouse Nutrition. It is Field of Greens, fieldofgreens.com, fieldofgreens.com. The link is below the website or the podcast. They are a fantastic product. They are made from whole foods. I've been taking them, amazing amount of energy. They are one of the few labels you're going to read that honestly has an an incredible, um, I mean, a, a legitimate label you can read without having to question what it is you're reading and trying to take out a science book. So field you're going to get a substantial discount when you use your promo code and then you'll get an additional 10% off on that. If you set up for a monthly subscription and the subscription can be canceled at any time or paused at any time. So you're not obligated, but they're a great product. They taste great, super healthy, and they have this unbelievable guarantee which is that if you will take this product and then when you get to your next doctor's visit, if your doctor doesn't say something to the effect of, you know, wow, whatever you're doing, keep going, keep doing it because your body is so much better. Well, that is critical because if he, as he probably will, they'll just, if they don't say that, they're going to refund your money. So it's, it's a great, great product. So Head on over to fieldofgreens.com. And again, you are not going to be disappointed with any of this. It's a fantastic, fantastic product. And you can find that link below the website. It's um, it's something, like I said, that I, I don't like. I don't push anything. I don't try, as you know very well. And this is something you're going to get 15% off when you use your promo code, which is Bard's. B-A-R-D-S, and if you can also use BARD's FM. And check that out, and then you'll get an additional 10% off if you set up their subscription. So highly recommend the product, all organic, all made in the USA, um, and all from whole foods that have been freeze-dried and then milled down and put together specifically for specific organs and parts of your body. So fantastic product. Again, fieldofgreens.com, dot promo code Bartz. All right, the um, I want to just kind of st- talk personally tonight about a few things, things that I think need to be talked about. I'm looking at the okay, there we go. Sorry, I delayed. I couldn't. I wasn't sure if you we were getting audio again. I was like, oh, here we go. Um, you know, this podcast is a large podcast bigger than I ever imagined it would be and faster to the horizon where it is by virtue of of God's blessing. Never in my life did I imagine being sitting in a place like this talking of God's word 17 times a week. And that is not an easy stretch, and I'll tell you, I talk to pastors all the time and they're telling me how they've put together sermons and some pastors will do three sermons in a week. I did meet somebody the other day and it was um, really refreshing to hear somebody tell a story of doing... I'm trying to think how many they were doing. I think they were doing five... You're doing seven to, to ten a week. and that was awesome. Actually, it was more than that because they were I was doing the numbers and they were doing more than me. so they were doing something like three a day every single day, seven days a week for a period of time. But this is something in the in the duration of this since 2020, this podcast has been putting out 17 shows a week, at least. After 2020 elections, which was November 2020, I was doing six shows a day. And the only way I can tell you I got through that was trusting in God. It was the Holy Spirit that was carrying me because six shows a day, i don't at this point, I don't know how I was doing it, and yet I was. And that's just the nature of following what God puts us to do. I say all this because it, there's a certain standard that you step into when you start speaking God's word. And that standard is that somehow you're never going to make a mistake. And that's foolishness. I do make mistakes. And when I find mistakes, I'm very fortunate to have very good people who listen to this podcast regularly, and they will correct me if I make a mistake. We'll have conversations about it, and they'll make adjustments. This podcast podcast started out being my journey. And it still is because I'm walking into my relationship with Father and sharing that in this walk as I go. And there's times that that's exactly where I am. I'm walking and telling you my story. I'm reacting to things as my story. But there's also a bigger picture here that I've had to face with how God's placed me and how God's talked to me and to remind me that there are times that you have to step back and realize that it's not about you or my, I have to keep that balance about my story, but that we're talking to an audience that's now global. And I know that may seem simple to to say, I will tell you it's not simple to do because there's an aspect of a risk that I take every day in revealing about myself. And there's another balance to that that has to be sensitive to people that I don't have face-to-face contact with, and most of the time I don't even know who they actually are. The context that I have is how communication goes with certain people and a certain sense of how the Holy Spirit leads. There is a sense, I think, that I just kind of offhand it and I don't. And there's a sense, I think, at times because I don't go about approaching Scripture from a linear point of view or from a traditional or conventional point of view that I'm kind of winging it. I don't. Every podcast is preyed upon before I enter. And as I've walked this path, the only way I could succeed in this is to trust as God would lead me. And that's the only way this can happen, because when I'm walking this path, if I don't turn the keys over to God and say, hey, Father, I just need some guidance here tonight, I'm going to drill my face flat into the wall. And once in a while, I still do. I'm saying all this because there's a, there's a balance here in this show, in this ministry. When I started Bards FM, it was a story about war and it was a story about my journeys into war and that was originally as Bards of War, which still has a real usefulness in its name. But Bards FM was a hard transition when I made it. I have people that wrote me even a year ago, it's like, I beg you to please go back to Bards of War, which I won't because there has to be something bigger than war. And that was as God led. And it was a difficult decision. And I prayed on it heavily when I chose Bard's FM. And then he revealed. It's like, that was the right choice. And FM was field manual. So it's the field manual as we walk along. And if you know about field manuals, they're imperfect. But they give us the framework in which to operate successfully. And we are in a war. I'm, when it comes to warfare, I'm a fairly intense person. And my intensity is driven by my passion to see life, not death. Um, Wow, that one just hit me. It is hard for me to express my love for how many people are out here in this following of Bards FM. And it is hard for me to express the depth of what Father's given me in where I see we're going and the necessity to be absolutely 100% fearless where we're going. I have a context of war that I was blessed with and it was one that was put on my heart to do, and I did it, and I never expected to be in the places I've been. If I tell my story, if I was to write a story, and I've asked, people have asked me to write your story, and, I, and it's something that may happen someday, but I'm going to tell you, most people would think it's fiction. The places I've been, the people I've interacted with, the jobs that I had, and none of it fits any convention. And this is well before I knew our Father. I was saved when I was about 10 years old, but I drifted far away. And he knew me, and he knew my heart, and he knew what he was raising up. I knew when I was three years old that I was here for a very particular purpose. I had no idea why. And I knew that there'd come a point when I would be called. I knew that at three years old, but I didn't know what that meant. And then, if you know my story, which I always refer back if you want to go back and hear it, episode 64, when I got called, he called hard. He broke me. And like all things, when Father calls us, we always still have a choice. But my journey here has never been one of ease or convenience or just open, loving, hugging type service. And I'm not saying that's wrong, but that's not who I am. And God knows that. And so I sit here 17 times a week, balancing that intensity and ferocity and war with the perfection and love and warrior of Christ. And I've come to just pursue that like with every ounce of my body. Jesus was one of Jesus was the greatest warrior ever. And it frustrates me when he's made out to be meek, weak, the dirty hippie. It more than frustrates me. It angers me. Because it's not a truth. It's not a truth when we consider Christianity to be soft and malleable. Our faith is the most ferocious faith ever put on this planet. And Christ did not come here to make us weak or safe. He came here to make us dangerous to the kingdom of darkness. That's the essence of everything he was showing. He showed us how to be the most amazing warriors ever. An amazing warrior has kindness in his heart. An amazing warrior walks with forgiveness and love in his heart. Because when an amazing warrior draws the sword, there's no vengeance in that blade. There's pure direction of understanding that you are confronting evil and there is no negotiating with evil. And even when the sword is drawn and used, that humble warrior has the ability to pray over his enemy. Even if his enemy has been slain. That type of maturing heart is so foreign to our dialogue. And yet, that's where Father's put me. So there's times that I'm going to come across intensely, and I do, and ferociously, and I do. And I'm not anything other than who I am. To know me is to know somebody who... (sighs) If you want to talk about like destroying pride, I put myself before Father in tears on a daily basis for the things that I do that are wrong and the compassion and love that I have for humanity, wanting to see them saved and brought to him. I don't think there's a person in Bard's nation that I would not put myself before the enemy to protect them and save them. And that doesn't just extend to Bard's nation. I, would, I will confront evil with everything and sacrifice everything. And I will protect those that I love, which are God's people, with everything. But I am an intense, ferocious personality when I get rolling. And when it comes to confronting idols or it comes to confronting fear, I'll slay that like any dragon. And I'll stand before it and I will take any hits necessary because to understand, that, to think, to conceive that the devil has anything on this land, anything that we can't overcome, anything that would somehow make us retract and give up territory, I will never, ever give that line. I will never bow to that. Because the devil gets in too many people's heads. The devil twists things and makes us timid. There's not a space out here the devil has that we can't conquer. There's not a bit of territory the devil's taken that we can't take over, seize control, and turn back to kingdom. Nothing. But we have to believe that. And we have to light that fire in others. And you know what? It's not easy to do that. We're in pregame right now. And when I say that, this is like the warm-up to the big fight. We haven't seen anything yet. And the shaking is going to come. And it's not because God's punishing us. I, this is my belief. You can push back on me on this. That's fine. And I'm not stepping on toes because I know a lot of people believe that this is the end of times. I'm telling you, I do not believe that. This is a transition of ages. We are moving into a kingdom age. I don't know where, there's a lot of discussion about, well, we're in Revelation, we're in chapter such and such, we're we're in Daniel, we're, I don't do that and i don't do that because we've been told that only the day and the hour will only be known by father this is what i know that i'm here now for a purpose and i'm not going to waste any of it and i'm and god's asked me to step up to the line and to be what i am in the fullness of who i am so i do i don't care about the timing of whether we're going to be two days or three days or 100 days to the time the temple's going to be built and therefore those are the signs that mean this and we're all going to, that means nothing to me. Because what I know is what's before me in the trenches is a whole bunch of people that need to know about Jesus. And there's a whole bunch of people that I keep praying to God and like, give me those powers, those abilities with you to heal, to cast out demons and to raise the dead and to do greater works than he. Because I believe that's there in red letter language for a reason, because we can do that. And there's so many out here that need the comfort of the love of Christ. There are so many broken people out here that are just struggling to find their way through and they would be so transformed with the love of Christ. And when I wield that sword and see how it affects people, it just fires up the warrior within me even more. I am running after Jesus like I can't tell you. And when I say running after, I can't get deep enough into Christ. I can't find a relationship close enough to Father to satisfy me. And there are days that it feels like we are in the middle of a desert or in the middle of a forest and it's, heaven's an eon away. And that's because of all this nonsense that's around us, and it's because of all the hate that we have been inculcated between us, and it's because all of the little itty-bitty arguments that we have over doctrinal stuff, and we forget the purpose of why we're here, to love in the body of Christ, to use the unique gifts and talents of what we are given to expand the kingdom and conquer and subdue this enemy. And when we stay in our lanes of what God's given us as a gift, it's a miraculous fight. There are so many variations of God's perfection that's each of us unique. China has the largest rising Christian population in the world. And they're ferocious. When I say ferocious, they are on fire for Jesus. And they're willing to go to prison for it. They're willing to be tortured for it. We don't know that. We don't know that reality. But they're willing to sacrifice everything to pursue the Lord. Their way of life is completely foreign to us. And yet God loves them all as much. Christians in India they have rallies of a quarter million people regularly. And the government now is cracking down to say, if you do so, if you're a foreigner and you go to India and you preach or or your name comes up, you will be banned from life to never return to India again because they're trying to protect the Muslim and Hindu population. And yet Christianity is on the rise. In Africa, they have congregations of a million we, we can't comprehend that. And their world is completely different. They're surrounded by Western companies that are opening up mines like cobalt or, or coltan, where they're using children as slaves to, to mine that so we can have our comfortable little cell phones over here. They have cannibalism in armies that have been funded by the CIA. You have people roaming around Africa right now in our own government doing child sacrifice every day, every single day to try to bring forth this Luciferian order. And yet they stand with God and they they fight against evil. They do the miracles. You see miracle healing there. They have no doubts in their heart that they can raise the dead, cast out demons. They seek the miracles of the church, of the promises put forth in the Bible. And when they confront the devil, they see it for real, and they see it as a war, and they believe that they can overcome. That's a fire that I so respect. And it's a fire that we have to rekindle here. We've become timid. When I hear anybody mention something like, whoa, be careful, the devil's got that, or that's, I just... I literally just shake my head. I'm like, he's got nothing. That isn't to say your fight isn't real, but I'm never walking into a fight thinking the enemy's got a hand over me when I've got God with me and Jesus in my heart. There's no way. So to understand me a little bit more, understand that fire, understand my passion for Jesus, Understand my respect and love of the Holy Spirit, knowing that there's nothing out here that can stand against us. And as we hold the line and we stand with the Holy Spirit and we walk with Christ and we're calling on Father God, do you really think there's anything before you that can not and will not submit? The answer is no. I'll answer it. God created all things. God created everything, and that includes, I had somebody say, I've had people suggest that God has created darkness. God did not create darkness. Darkness happened with the fall, but God has dominance over all things. It's not like God went out to say, well, guess what, people? I'm going to put you on earth, and then I'm going to make an evil that will try to pursue you. No, that's not what happened. We can't distort Scripture, but we have to let Scripture open our hearts and our minds to the glory and the amazement of the Holy Spirit. We cannot conceive of the glory and magnificence of God, but we can pursue it with everything, I was talking to Pastor Anthony, who I've mentioned now a couple of times. He's got his church down in Naples, Florida. Wonderful, wonderful pastor. In fact, he's going to be at the Yuba City Bards Fest. I just talked to him today. He's coming to speak. And we were talking about this and this ferocity of, of the Holy Spirit and the misconception of somehow that Satan can get a foothold somewhere. And see, what's happening right now, which I find so tragic, and it truly I was in prayer this morning in tears, just before Father God, because I'm seeing people cling on to dead stones, the temples of dead stones. The Holy Spirit lives out in the world. It is fearless. We need to be fearless, and it needs us to be fearless with it. Father needs us to be fearless in this world. We can't pull back and go, okay, well, God's going to take care of it, and I'm going to buckle myself up and and hang on. That's not our mission. Jesus didn't come here to sacrifice, to be sacrificed, and then to say, yo, don't worry, I'll be back, but you all just kind of scatter around and uh, don't worry about anything. We've got this. That wasn't the mission. It was to free us from the bonds and the curses and to set us free into the world to occupy, expand, and subdue. That means he was building warriors and giving us a gift that's not even comprehensible in this physical world. He gave us a gift of everlasting life, eternal life. And he went through unmeasurable pain to do it. We should be and must be willing to martyr ourselves to that level in this fight. And I'm speaking this truth to you now. I am. So if you ever ask a question about like, wow, man, this dude's intense, you bet I am. I'm on fire for Christ and I have put myself before him and said, if so called, if I have to endure that, I'm going to need you, but I will. This war is very real. It takes so many different forms, but it's the most ugly war you could ever conceive. It's a war that centers on these words, be afraid. And God tells us 365 times, fear not. And never, ever does God say, relinquish, give, step back, retreat, give up for the devil. Never. That ferocity that we face this world with is fearless. There is nothing put before me that I won't say, "Ugh, that's ours to take, or that's ours to hold, or ours to expand upon in the name of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Father God, in the name of Jesus. It is when, oh man, when we get to places like this, and I've, this is literally just choking me up in tears because there's so many people that need the word. We have to do better. We have to be more ferocious. We have to be more fearless. We have to meet them where they are, and that sometimes means walking into the enemy's den. Sometimes mean we have to endure and face the horrors of things we don't want to face, and yet we have to trust and rely on Father God to get us through because we know that those burdens are greater than we can carry, and that's what he's there for. I want to read this passage. and this is the story of Jesus when he walked on water this is Matthew 14:22 to 23 now tonight i'm reading the amplified version and i'm doing so because it has a, some detail in wording that is necessary Immediately he directed the disciples to get into the boat and go ahead of him to the other side of the Sea of Galilee while he sent the crowds away. After he had dismissed the crowds, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. When it was evening, he was there alone. But the boat by this time was already a long distance from land, tossed and battered by the waves. For the wind was great then, and against them. In the fourth watch of night, 3 to 6 a.m., Jesus came to, to them, walking on the sea. When the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were terrified and said, Is it a ghost? And they cried out in fear, but immediately he spoke to them saying, take courage. It is. Do not be afraid. Now, I want to point out something here. and This is so important. Jesus spoke to them, but he didn't come to them and he didn't walk out there to greet them. They, the disciples called to him. He was on a mission. If we don't reach out to Jesus and reach out to him and ask him to ask us and be part of him, we're going to miss this train. We're being called for a reason. And I'm not going to let that opportunity pass by in my life where I'm on the boat and Jesus walks to the other side. There's an amazing story told last weekend, when I was down listening to Bobby Connor. There's a pastor, prophet, seer sitting helping establish a new church. This church had about five thousand people in it. And they were having their meetings of all the elders of the church, and as he tells the story, he sees Jesus in the presence of the church, and Jesus is walking out the door. And he stops, and he turns, and he says, Jesus, don't leave. And as he tells the story, Jesus turned to him and said, you are the only one that will know that I have left. Does that not just break your heart? The functioning of the church, the mechanics, the business, All of those things totally distanced them from the power and love of the Holy Spirit. It became a temple of dead stones. We have got to seek him. Starting at 1428, Peter replied to him, Lord, if it is really you, command me to come to you on the water. He said, come. So Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and came towards Jesus. But when he saw the effects of the wind, he was frightened and he began to sink and he cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus extended his hand and caught him saying to him, "O you of little faith. Why do you doubt? And then they got into the boat. The wind ceased. Then those in the boat worshiped him with awe-inspired reverence, saying, truly, you are the Son of God. We have dominion over evil. We have the authority to step on snakes and scorpions. We've been told that we can do greater works than he. That's red-letter language. But do we have enough faith? Are we fearless enough to face those gifts? When we shirk back, when we hear things like, oh my goodness, there's a witch around. Are you kidding me? Cast them out. Rebuke them. Stand boldly as a member, as a representative of Father God. We are children of the Most High. What is there to fear in this world? Oh, they're going to come to my door with guns. The FBI, good. Stand there, pray for them, rebuke them. Tell them to get off your property. Stand mightily with kingdom fear not. We're so laced with the fear and we have to learn to let it go. 2 Timothy 3, starting at 1, but understand this, that in the last days, dangerous times of great stress and trouble will come difficult days that will be hard to bear For people will be lovers of self, narcissistic, self-focused lovers of money, impelled by greed, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, and profane. And they will be unloving, devoid of natural human affection, calloused and inhumane, irreconcilable, malicious gossips, devoid of self-control, Intemperate, immoral, brutal, haters of good, traitors, reckless, conceited lovers of sensual pleasure rather than lovers of God. Holding to a form of outward godliness, religion in parentheses, although they have denied its power for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Listen to that again. Holding to a form of outward godliness in small g religion although they have denied its power the miracles healing these are my words casting out demons raising the dead doing greater works than he's for their conceit their conduct their conduct nullifies their claim of faith avoid such people and keep far away from them For among them are those who worm their way into homes and captive morally weak and spiritually dwarfed women weighed down by the burden of their sins, easily swayed by various impulses, always learning and listening to anybody who will teach them, but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Just as as Janus and Jambres, the court magicians of Egypt, opposed Moses, so these men will oppose the truth, men of depraved mind, unqualified and worthless, as teachers in regard to the faith. But they will not get very far, for their meaningless nonsense and ignorance will become obvious to everyone, as was that of Janus and Jambres. I believe what Christ says, that we can do greater works than he. I believe what God says, fear not, and I will live that way. And I will live that way and stand before the enemy fearlessly no matter the cost because Christ did, so shall I. And that does not mean it's easy nor does it mean that it's an easy personality to be around at times, but that is who I am. God put me on a walk long ago, a walk which I fell off of many times. I deviated. I ran into walls. I violated his laws. But when he broke me, And he put me in jail and made me confront a moment of truth of whether I was going to take my life or accept his offer of life. True statement, I chose him. And so from the darkness, he woke me and rose me and and remade me. And each step from there, he's reforged me, and I have still made mistakes because I'm human, and I will repent, and I have deeply repented, and I've gone through a step-by-step process in my life of finding every aspect I can and continue to find those moments that I must bring to him and ask for forgiveness and repent. To correct those ways in this life, to be mightier in this life, not weaker, not less, but greater as he wants me to be. He wants that for everyone, not just me. This is my testimony that he wants as well for all. Fearlessness in the face of this enemy. An enemy that slithers like a snake. An enemy that gets into people's head and tries to convince them that they don't have a chance. You're ugly. You're fat. You're incapable. You're not going to ever find the love in your life that you want. This life is all you have. Abort your child. It's a burden you don't need. Live only this time. Gain as much wealth as possible in this world. It's your only chance to live happily. You don't know what's on that other side of the veil. Be respective of government, obey them. Cast out God. It's it's nonsense. That's the enemy speaking. Don't do this because if you do, and you're a Christian, you'll be taken over. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. When we walk boldly in the Holy Spirit, we walk boldly under the banner of Christ, we cast it out. We stand and we say, i oh, sorry, devil, not today. And if that fight is bigger than us and we start getting wrangled and we're calling on Jesus, we've got the greatest warrior at our side. But it's the heart that will define you. The purity of your heart with Father God will define you. And in that purity of refining it in the fire, it's to cast out every bit of fear. And in those moments when it may be impossible, what's the worst that could possibly happen? A painful death? In some way or the other, we're all going to die of a painful, horrific death. So we better just laugh along the way and enjoy it because we know we have something they don't. We've been given eternal life. So if our role is to carry the cross, metaphorically speaking, then carry it fearlessly. Walk upon that hill and and approach your enemy fearlessly because in all of those moments, We've already won. I am not going to bow to this enemy. I am not going to step back from my intensity of pushing the fire into the world for them to hear. I will follow as God guides me and where he's put me and for, as, as, for now and for as long as I can see. It is to light the fire of righteousness in the most mighty way in as many that will listen. And I hope it's many. But if God ripped this thing down to where it was one person I was talking to or none, I would still be here if he so commanded. It's never been about numbers. This has been about his message that he's put on my heart to deliver. Not a podcast goes by that it isn't preyed upon and asked him to be part of, to light my fire, to direct my words, to take over where necessary. Not one. This is an amazing time in which we live. An amazing time which we have such opportunity to be so close to him in such amazing ways. Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans that I have for you declares the Lord plans for welfare and not for calamity to give you a future and a hope. All we have to do is walk fearlessly with him. Yes, accept Jesus, but go beyond that. That's step one. The rest of this is purging ourselves of our sins, repenting as we go through with those things that we do, not to be humbled and stay on our knees, but to be able to stand in the mightiness of the kingdom. And as we approach the enemy to know that the enemy has no access to us because our armor has been reinforced. There is no access point because we have repented in Jesus. And now we stand mightily in front of this enemy, fire burning within our heart and our passion for kingdom. And there's nothing that enemy can do except su- submit to what we put before him because we are the children of the most high my passion my love my pursuit before father god let's pray Father God, thank you. Thank you for all that you give. Thank you for your love, which is endless. Thank you for your forgiveness, which is endless. Father, raise up the many. Let them feel that amazing power, love, incredible energy, the beauty of kingdom that flows through us, the fearlessness of standing anywhere, any place, detached from the nonsense of politics and noise of our media, but instead in the holiness of kingdom. Let the fearless warriors rise and to confront this enemy and pursue this enemy, knowing that our mission here is to be greater, not lesser. Our mission here is to occupy and expand and subdue, not to retreat, to not wince at anything that the enemy throws at us, to not fear anything that the enemy tries to do to us, to simply stand with you, shake it off, reinforce our armor, get ourselves into the mindset of prayer and to let loose with the glory of all kingdom brings. Father, let the love of your love flow through us, that we can reach others, that we can heal them, that we can cast out the demons, that we can raise the dead, that we can do greater works than he. And for all those willing that open their heart to that, Father, we just pray for that miraculous flow of your love into all of us so that we become extended hands for you in this world. Guide us as we humble ourselves before you, bless us, and we say these things in Christ Jesus' name, amen. Be fearless. Pursue Jesus relentlessly. Put yourself before Father God, humbly. Ask him what you need, ask him and dream big. This is our age, not theirs. And above all, never ever bow or relent to this enemy. They've got nothing. We've been given everything. Keep your head up and your eyes forward. Never bow to evil, never relent. Always press into the fight. God is with us. He'll never forsake us. And in the end, God always wins. But he has us here in this time, in this place, for just such a time as this. We are at war. So walk boldly and fearlessly with Christ. Occupy this land. Expand the kingdom. Subdue this enemy. Mission forward. Patriots, I hope you have a very blessed night. I'll see you tomorrow for Bended Knee. Until then, or until the next time, God bless. Good night. Thank you, and out for now.
1: Oh, I want to feel something. I just want to breathe again. Dive into the deep. Oh, I want to feel something Let me get back in